0: Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Drafan. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of The Light Within. It is the final episode in this spooky series, and this week we are once again talking about Tarot. If you listened to the earlier episode this month about tarot, then you know I've been using tarot cards as part of my morning ritual for the past several years. It's something I feel very called to, so I was very excited to be able to interview this week's guest. Rashunda Tramble is the woman behind Stay Woke Tarot. She's a tarot reader, and she's also an author, the author of the recently released book, The Numinous Tarot Guide, A New Way to Read the Cards, subtitle is Know the Cards to Know Yourself. I just love that. It's described as a self-discovery tool, a guide to help you use tarot to fully discover yourself, to speak to your inner guidance. And Roshunda's conversation with me this week really is focused on tarot, how to learn tarot to know yourself. She speaks a lot about Stay Woke Tarot, what it even means and why she named it that, and also her path to using tarot. Roshunda has been doing tarot readings for herself and others, she says, for over 20 years after first learning about tarot on an assignment when she was a journalist herself. So obviously we have that in common, and it was just a joy to be able to speak with her. And to be able to get this book in my hands, it was sent to me by The Numinous, which is a publication house by Ruby Warrington, who, whose book was really just instrumental in starting my own spiritual awakening. So I want to thank them for that. Now in this conversation, Rashonda and I do talk a lot about the book. We go over some of the important differences between this book and some of the other key tarot books in the world out there right now. I have to say I really like the book for a couple of reasons. One is the journal prompts that are included. The other is because each little card's explanation starts with a story that I think really helps you link the meaning of the card to your own personal life and Rashonda does talk a lot about that during this interview as well as where some of those stories came from. Roshunda Tramble is a writer and tarot reader originally from Memphis, Tennessee now living in Switzerland. She has a BA in film and an MA in creative media practice. She's also a member of Mensa and a certified Reiki 4 practitioner. She She's worked in radio and television in the U.S. and marketing and communications, art, luxury, and finance in Europe. Having worked with the tarot for over 20 years, she offers professional readings under the moniker Stay Woke Tarot. So please join me in welcoming Roshunda Tramble to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you
1: very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, the first question I love to ask everyone is, what ignites your light within?
1: Wow. You know, it's so interesting that question because um, this is going to sound crazy, but work with me here. What lights my light within is actually darkness. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is. We're in a society and we're in a place right now where everything is being seen and, and you know, uh, everyone's being seen or wants to be seen and and in the spotlight. They love being in the spotlight. And I am such an introvert that for me, the spotlight is like, oh, my God, you know, let me go somewhere and and you know, get my cup of tea and, and go where it's nice and, and dark and I can sit and read my books. So I think what lights me up is the chance to have stillness and have quiet and have it be nice and dark and soothing. So that's what lights me up.
0: I love it. That's a very like unique answer for sure. I don't think anyone has ever answered in that exact way. But I think the part of the podcast title, The Light Within, uh, when I named it that, I mm-hmm. also was uh, referencing the fact that um, with all light, there's a little darkness, and with all darkness, there is light, especially yeah. within oneself. Exactly, and they work yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, for folks who aren't familiar with your work, would you just introduce yourself and kind of explain to us, you know, the work you're birthing into the world right now?
1: Wow. Okay. Well, my name is Roshanda Tramble, and I am a tarot reader and author. We can say author now. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, but I live in Switzerland. I've been here for about, I about twenty some odd years. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I've been here for a while. Um, I started reading tarot maybe. I keep saying twenty years ago, also, but I've been saying twenty years for at least five years. <laughs> so it's like twenty five years probably. So yeah, so um, yeah, that's who I am uh, I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and just trying to make it, make it on this planet. And that's basically who I am. It depends. You know what, when people ask me that question, like introduce yourself and who you are, it really depends on the day. What I say. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into tarot? Who introduced that to you? Well,
1: Let's go way, 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 way back. I mean, I said, what, 20, 25 years. I was a reporter for a station in Greensboro, North Carolina, actually High Point, North Carolina, called mm-hmm. WGHP TV. And I was assigned a story on, I, I think it was like alternative spiritualities or something like that. And I was supposed to interview a Reiki practitioner. And she would not, she would not agree to the interview until she had read my cards. She also did tarot, and so she read my cards, and it was a really interesting experience. You know, she talked about a couple of things that I hadn't really vocalized, and also, you know, she was using the quote-unquote normal Rider-Waite Smith deck, and I was looking at these images, and we were talking about the archetypes, and that sort of that was like my official. Um, introduction to tarot. I have to say, I've always had an interest in it. That's probably why I got assigned the story anyway, because I was like the weird reporter on staff or whatever. But um, you know, so yeah, that just sort of, I, I guess you could say that that kind of greased the path for me to start doing tarot for myself. And that that's what happened. I just said, okay, let me see what I can do for myself. So that was my path. That was in 19, that was in 1995 or 96, I believe. So wow. yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's
0: amazing. I love that. And so mm-hmm. what happened after she read your cards? I mean, you obviously did the interview, I'm guessing, right?
1: I, You know what? I'll be honest with you. I cannot. I know we turned that story. I think a part of it ran as as a series, as part mm-hmm. of a series. But it was more about Reiki. I don't know. I think we mentioned tarot. And I used the tarot deck. Di- we did mention tarot because I used the tarot deck as a prof. Okay when I was on set Mm -hmm. and what happened was, you know, I bought the tarot deck and, you know, you know, when you buy something, you're supposed to get reimbursed because story, whatever. So the news Mm -hmm. director came up to me and said, okay, Hey, give me the tarot deck. And I said, you know what? I think I want to keep this for myself. And so I kept the deck and I just started, you know, uh, reading for myself using the tarot deck as like um, a way to, stop me from overthinking things and just saying, okay, what is the issue? What is going on? And I would put the cart down and go, ah, oh, okay, so I got the Empress today, or I got, you know, Ten of Pentacles today. And so how do I work that into my day? Or how do I work that into the issue that I'm having right now? So that's really what happened. That it, it, it sort of started from there with me reading for myself and using tarot as a way for me to just focus and focus mm-hmm. my thoughts and to think through things.
0: Mm, I love it. And were you using the Rider Waite deck back then?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I used a sort of a, a variant of the Rider Waite deck, the Rider Waite Smith deck, but it was, a, it was a deck that was based on it.
0: Okay. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've talked with one other woman about tarot in the past couple of weeks and I asked her this question. So I'll ask you too. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, is tarot and what is tarot not?
1: Oh gosh. um, What is tarot? I will say, okay, you're saying in my opinion and what tarot is for me and through my own personal mm-hmm. lens, tarot for me is a way for me to stop, drop down and look at these images and use the images on the car to connect to my intuition and also to connect to whatever it is inside of me that explains to me why I do something. Where does this behavior come from? Or where does this thought come from? Where does this pattern come from? And that's what tarot is for me. Mm -hmm. What tarot is not, again, for me, is a fortune-telling tool. Because I believe in free will. And I do readings for others. And I will tell them, you know, I could say, hey, this card is saying the the six of swords is saying if you make the decision to move someplace else you're going to find the love of your life. Now, you could say, "Well, I don't want to move anywhere else." And it's like, "Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really just that simple for me. You know, it, it I I don't use it that way. I don't use it as a fortune telling way. There are some people who are very good at doing it and who are very good at telling fortunes with it. Not to knock them at all. I have met people who can do that. I'm just not, that's not me. And that's mm-hmm. not how I use it, but I honor the people who can use tarot or any other type of, you know, divina, divinatory practice to tell fortunes. Mm. That's so
0: cool. So how often are you using tarot for yourself? Is it a daily practice?
1: I I use it as a daily practice. Um, but it, some sometimes, sometimes... I will do my own little like personal, I call it an input fast where mm-hmm. I say, okay, you know what? Let me make sure I I'm not going into this situation where I'm using tarot as a crutch. And so just for a couple of days, I kind of say, okay, you know, I take a couple of steps back. Also there have been cases where I have pulled a couple of cards and I've needed some days to let it marinate mm-hmm. to let the cards marinate. So, Yes, I do use them on a daily basis, but there are certain periods where I just say, hmm, let me let's let me get some some air around my practice. Uh, but that's also why uh I've had people come to me and especially like with readings and it's almost like I'm a priest or something, and they come to me and say, I am so sorry, I I don't pull a card every day. I am so sorry, and I'm like, you don't if you don't want to pull a car today, you don't have to. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, okay, go, go say 10 Hail Marys or something. <laughs> it's not that. It's it's not about that. It is do it when you feel, when you feel it's the right time. Do not force yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's yeah. sort of what's on my mind right now with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I yeah. wholeheartedly agree too, because I've gone through periods where I'm doing you know, a multi-card spread every single day, or mm-hmm. then I will pull like one of my Oracle deck and one of my Tarot deck. Um, and then there's times when I have forgotten <laughs> all about yeah. them. Like I, I took with took them on a trip with me and then forgot to take them out of my bag for a while. And I was like, oh God, okay. So and that's yeah. okay,
1: mm-hmm. exactly, that's okay. It's not, you know, um, the devil isn't gonna pop out and go, hey, you, you know, Why aren't you doing that? It it doesn't, at least I don't think it works that way. Right. And
0: I love that you mentioned that you also make sure you aren't using them as a crutch because what's Mm -hmm. interesting is when I have, now I am by no means a professional tarot reader. I have read for friends and just kind of like, you know, used a book to help guide me to like some of the different meanings. But I've had people say, well, can't you kind of interpret this to mean anything you kind of want it to mean?
1: Um. Anything you want it to mean, maybe anything you need it to mean.
0: Yeah, it can. Yes, it's kind of just resonates with like, I'll see some big symbols and they're like, well, were those symbols before what came first this card or were you already thinking that?
1: Right. But I've had people say that to me, too. Like, can't you interpret that the way you want it to mean? And I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with that? And that usually stops the conversation, you know, (laughs) you know, okay. So what's wrong with me being able to interpret something the way I want to do it. We Mm -hmm. live in a world where so many things are interpreted in a way where people are telling us, this is what you should believe. This is what you're supposed to believe. You can't interpret it this way because this is the right way to do it. And isn't it just a relief to be able to say, I can interpret this the way I want and the way I need. Mm -hmm. So that's usually, that's how I answer people. It's like, yeah, sure. Yes, I sure do. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm
0: -hmm. So let's talk about Stay Woke Tarot, your company. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. does that stand for? How did that come to be? Uh, What's the story behind
1: that? The story behind that is, and I, let me go ahead and warn you this. It may get a little gnarly. As I start talking about it, because, um, you know, Stay Woke has become a catchphrase. I'm going to get on that in a second because I'm Okay. okay. So Stay Woke Tarot, I sort of I came up with the name probably like in 2015 or 2016 and I bought the domain and I was using it just as a blog, as a tarot blog. The concept of Stay Woke, it's actually remaining aware. It's to remain aware and awake about what's going on. This concept is not new people have not been, people have been saying stay woke for a long time. It's just that in the mainstream, it's new. And -hmm. for some strange reason, in the mainstream, and especially, you know, white folks, they once they get to something, it's like, oh, this is new. I've never heard of this before. It's like, well, you haven't heard of it, but maybe it's been around for about 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Here's an example. And this is what I sort of, I, I sort of, was the starting off point from for stay woke tarot, probably back in either 1965, 66, 67, around that time period, Dr. Martin Luther King was giving a speech called "Remaining Awake During the Revolution," and he's give he gave this speech in different places. I can't pinpoint down exactly the first time, but he gave it at Morehouse College, he gave it at Oberlin, but it's about remaining awake and aware. During a time period that is very that that that's changing, and being aware of the changes that are going on, and during the speech or in the speech, Doctor King mentioned um, the fable of Rip Van Winkle, hmm. and Rip Van Winkle was the character that he went up this mountain, and when he went up the mountain, he passed by a picture of King George. He went up the mountain, and then he went asli- he went to sleep, and he stayed asleep for twenty years. When he came back down, the picture of King George had been replaced with George Washington. A revolution—the American Revolution—had happened, mm-hmm. and you know, Winkle, the the character, was asleep through it. And that's why people say "Stay woke," and that's one of the 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 reasons why "Stay woke" became popular, at least in the community that I was in. The other, um, the other influence was Spike Lee's movie. School Days back in 1988. And I'm telling my age here because I was going off to college when it when, when it came out. But School Days was, uh, the movie was set on this college campus. And I won't get into everything that happened in the movie. But at the end, there was this character that ran through the college campus after there was a night before that was just all hell broke loose and people mm-hmm. were acting crazy. But he was screaming, saying, wake up. Wake up! Wake up! Look at what you're doing. Look at how you're be- behaving. Look at the impact of your actions on yourselves, on your community. And that's another thing. That's where stay woke comes in. That's 1988. You know, I could go on. Erica Badu had this um, had this uh, song out called Master Teacher, and the there was a chorus. I stay woke. And she was talking about things going on in a community and learning how to believe in herself. So I'm saying this because there is a history of the term stay woke that the mainstream knows nothing about. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is that stay woke has become this hashtag and it's being used on both sides of the political spectrum, almost as a punchline. Mm-hmm. And for a little bit, I had said, you know what, let me just get rid of this name, call it something else, not Stay Woke Tarot, because I didn't I, I didn't want to contribute to this being a punchline. But then I said, okay, you know what, let me just keep, keep Stay Woke Tarot. I'm going to stick to what I believe this means. And it means using tarot to remain aware and to stay woke about what's influencing you what what's impacting your behaviors why do you believe what you believe and that's what that's what i that's what i believe you know and that's my story and i'm sticking to it
0: well thank you for sharing that when i saw the name i wondered if there was going to be a background story to like what you just mentioned because you're right i mean i f- i feel like The whole hashtag stay woke has been something that's been very commoditized, just like I think in some regards, people feel tarot has been by white people. Um, When we think back, who was doing tarot for, you know, centuries before it Mm -hmm. wasn't the white people most likely, right? It was people of color or, or from other, you know, those backgrounds. Um, So yeah, it's interesting that you broke all that down. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And in terms of tarot, I mean, just getting into the history since you, since you mentioned it. You know, I personally believe that tarot, as we're using it now and what I learned, that probably came around like in the 1900s. I'm not one of the ones that says, you know, tarot is this ancient practice. There are people Mm -hmm. who say that and that's fine. This is just my personal belief. Now, divinatory practices, what you mentioned. Now, that what you're saying is I do believe that there are other communities you have, you know, indigenous communities, you know, the, the, you know, black African communities that were using divinatory practices. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of, I, I guess, a, a branching off of that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So well, that's what I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Um. So the next question I had is, how can people learn to use tarot in order to stay woke stay aware um, to the things going on in their own lives sort of mm-hmm. what you mentioned behind the meaning behind you know that mm-hmm. term that your company's mm-hmm. named after
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'll give you an example and this is just how i how i use it you know tarot is made up of of four different suits anyway you know you've got well you've got the major arcana minor arcana and then the suits You've got pentacles, well, pentacles can come last, but you've got um, swords, cups, wands, and then the pentacles. Let's just take the pentacles, which means, you know, it can mean money because it's a coin. It can mean career. It can mean your body health. So mm-hmm. let's think about that. There's one particular card that had an effect on me. And it's the two of pentacles and it's the character that is sort of juggling These two pentacles. And some believe it's, you know, you can interpret it as having fun juggling things like your career in your home. Mm. Other times it can mean work life balance. Mm. And that's how it applied to me, and how some others can, you know, if you're listening to this, it's just an example of how you can apply tarot to your life. I was having lots of issues with my work life balance. And I would pull cards and wonder what they mean and, oh, how, how does this help me get, you know, get my work-life balance back in shape? And I pulled the two of cards one time and the question that popped in my head was, okay, you're doing all this work-life balance stuff and juggling. Who are you actually juggling for? Mm-hmm. Are you juggling for yourself are you doing all this with work or in, in, in your home? Are you doing it for yourself to benefit yourself? Or are you working yourself to death in the office to try improve yourself when really you're in a situation where it's useless? So who are you dancing for? Who are you juggling for? That's the two of pentacles for me. And that's how someone can, you know, apply that to something in their life. Mm-hmm. Another way in terms of applying it is, you know, pulling face up. That's what I call when you pull an actual card intentionally. And let's just say you pull the uh, pull the Empress. And the Empress is a tricky card for people because in some, uh, well, you know, you get into the gender aspect of it because in a lot of decks, the Empress is a quote unquote woman or someone who looks like a quote unquote stereotypical woman, sometimes the Empress is pregnant. And for me, as someone who does not have biological children, you know, you do have some readers that connect the Empress to children and childbirth. Where for me, I was like, I can't do that because I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. But then I worked with the card to sort of go through this aspect of okay what am i creating what are my creations not all your creations are human Mm -hmm. you can your your create it can mean your creativity okay so how do you work with the empress to sort of help you with your creativity um so that's those are some of the ways that you can use tarot to incorporate it into your life using these archetypes like in the major arcana or in the minor arcana, like for the daily things, love. That's for you know, for the cups, for example. Wands, uh, wants, that's creativity, fire, spark, swords can be for communication for air. So it's it's a whole bunch of things. It's like if you live life, you can you can you can learn tarot. I love it. <laughs> the- I love it. That. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's I mean, yes, I love it. So let's talk about the book which I have right here. And speaking of ways that people can actually learn tarot, you can learn it right here. First of all, I have to say, I love this book, the numinous tarot guide, a new way to read the cards, know the cards to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, I think it is, it's very, it's so approachable. I love that. And there are two things that are in this book that are in very few, if any tarot books that I have had either in my possession or ones I've gotten from like the library or borrowed from friends. The first part is these little stories that go kind of before a card interpretation, if you will. I love that. And then the journal prompts. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I love that there's multiple journal prompts because even in like the books that come with my tarot decks or my Oracle cards, they'll have like one journal question or something. So Mm -hmm. my first question about the book is, um, can you just kind of walk us through your, your thought process when you went and when you put this all together?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my thought process was, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> no. Um, the, the thought process for the book. And let, let me also say that this, this book is a partnership between myself and the numinous and the numinous is Ruby Warrington. If you remember mm-hmm. material, um, uh, material girl, a material world, It's it's her that's her book. And so that's sort of it's like a combination. It's a combination Mm -hmm. of the numinous and how I read tarot. The thought process, to be honest with you, was something that is accessible. What you talked Mm -hmm. about something to where people can relate to the stories that are in there. Some of those stories are pulled from my life. Some of those stories are, you know, I imagine them, uh, imagine them in terms of connecting to a particular card. But the book has three ways, if you would like to learn tarot or refresh your knowledge with tarot, you can use the stories. We call them 78 parables. You could say that, 78 modern day parables. You can use the stories. You can use the actual meanings that we have in the book. So each card has a meaning, you know, the the quote unquote normal meaning and the journal prompts. And you're right. Some of those cards have two to three journal prompts. And it's to give you a choice of how you want to use it. Um, It's to give you a choice of how you write, how you think. Um, Maybe you pull the same card in a week use a journal, one journal prompt for when you pull a card on a Monday, if you pull it again on a Wednesday, use that other journal prompt. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea of the book was just to give a resource for someone, whatever type of writer weightsmith smith de- uh, uh, deck they have, and whatever type of, you know, way they want to learn tarot. Um, I will even say if it's, if, if, if there's a person out there who is sort of skeptical, skeptical about tarot, not even really interested in it, go ahead and just read the stories. You can use the stories to slide into tarot. You know, you don't have to say, oh, I want to learn how to read tarot. You can use each story to say, OK, I'm interested, but I'm not exactly sure how it works. And I love the fact that you call them
0: parables, because now that I go back and think about all the ones that I read, I'm like, oh my God, yes, Mm -hmm. that is exactly what these are. Mm -hmm. So- When we talk about the journal prompts, because for me, learning tarot, I used to, you know, see on the blogs and on the websites and they would always say, you know, journal about the card you pull after, because you don't know, like you might get some kind of intuitive hit Mm -hmm. through the journaling. Mm -hmm. And in my own personal practice of morning rituals and things like that, journaling is a big part of that. So I think that's probably why I'm so drawn to the book because of the journaling. Is journaling something that you also feel pretty drawn to? Or do you find it just to be super important for those who are learning tarot? Is that kind of why you included it?
1: It's journaling is something that's very important to me anyway. I have, I've been journaling even before I started reading tarot just to get my thoughts out. Uh, But I think one, one thing is that, you know, you forget, you forget things. And Mm -hmm. when you pull a tarot card, sometimes you're in this particular type of space, you're in a mental space. Or maybe you are getting a hit from a universe and you're just on another wavelength, write that down. Because I can guarantee you probably about 30 minutes to an hour from that time, you're going to say, Whoa, what, what just happened there? And then mm-hmm. you can go back and read that journal, um, journal entry that you did. One thing I want to say though, um, when people, when some people think of journaling, they think it has to be pages and pages and pages of your deep Dark thoughts. You have to be a cross between Maya Angelou and and James Baldwin and and Ernest Hemingway or something. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be a couple of words. You can draw. It's just getting those thoughts out on paper. And I think it's important um, when you are learning tarot just to have something to go back to as a personal reference. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree. So let's talk a little bit about um, a couple other interesting things I found in the book. So um, on your blog, actually, I'll go go with it there. On your blog, on your website, you talk about how to find your, I think you called it the birth card. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was reading that and yesterday when I was prepping for this interview, I was thinking to myself, okay, which cards have spoke to me? Now I feel very um connected to the Queen of Swords and to the Hierophant. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the Hierophant in particular because of the fact that my first ever tarot read the woman pulled the Hierophant in reverse. Which is interesting to me because I feel like me learning tarot from my own coming from my own lived experience where my dad's a preacher and this was from the devil my whole life, mm-hmm. learning it and then kind of being on this separate spiritual path is very much breaking down the traditions that were in my own family. Right. When I did my birth card, it was also the hierophant.
1: Welcome to the club. So I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> mine too. It's mine too. So yeah. welcome to the club with that. And how do you feel about that being your birth card?
0: I found it so wild because I'm like, I already before I knew how to do that was very drawn to it, um, both in reverse and you know pulled, I guess the face up way mm-hmm. or the, I don't want to say the normal way. But um, when I read the little parable in here, and then you mentioning that it was come coming from your own life, mm-hmm. is this your grandmother? That's
1: my grandma about okay. the <laughs> lipstick, about the red lipstick. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that, that, that's that's my idea, and. That's yeah. And that story, I don't even, I mean, I, I can tell you what it is. It's about, um, it, it's what the higher font means to me. And it's the handing down of wearing, you know, red lipstick. And my Medea was the type of person who would put on her makeup and her lipstick just to go to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, I'm talking old school and, that's something that I just kind of laughed at. I didn't like do you know, I didn't wear makeup or anything like that. but as I got older, and really after my mom passed, that sort of that one tradition of 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 that of the this this passing down of wearing this lipstick, that's what the hierophant means to me because the hierophant is about tradition. It's about mm-hmm. passing down you know, passing down what you have learned. Maybe it is a little bit about secret knowledge, maybe the secret knowledge of lipstick, who knows? But I wanted to give another view of the Hierophant because as you said, a lot of people, when they see that card, they connect it to religion, Mm -hmm. you know, rules, you should believe this, you should do this. But there's another aspect of it too. And that's the passing down of tradition.
0: And I think it's an example in the way that you just explained it of how mo- how much more modern this guide is to tarot than a lot of the ones that I've used in the past. It's like, yes, when you, I mean, and it's on the next page. You even speak about the fact that like a lot of us see this card and we're thinking about like ancient customs, practices, rituals. Mm-hmm. It's usually got like the guy dressed up in like his like ceremonial garb. Um, and this, it just makes it so much more, how do you even say like it makes it so much more memorable because you can all see that person in your own life Mm -hmm. who's given you some type of, of passed down ritual
1: or tradition, just sometimes as simple as that red
0: lipstick. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And the other thing is, especially with this book um, and I'll never, I I don't, I, I almost every tarot book I have, I have learned something from and I honor all the books. Um, but there is an aspect in some tarot books that it's it, it's very um, I call it like high education, you know the the it's it's very you know the thou thine there that you know that type of thing with tarot. Mm-hmm. And what I also wanted to show was another side to where you can bring the meanings of tarot down to not down but you know to everyday. Mm -hmm. And I and that's what I really wanted to do with that Hierophant card. Because I I have a feeling some folks just to use some a southern term, some folks are missing their blessing with with some of these cards because they have a particular view of it that they have read in another book and thinking, oh gosh, this can't apply to me. When actually Mm -hmm. it can and it can apply in a good way. Yeah.
0: So I do find it interesting though that there are no really big reading talks about um reversals. Mm -hmm why did you not include that? Do you read reversals for yourself? Reversals are something that I didn't really know was some, uh, I don't know if if I'd call it controversial, (laughs) but the other woman I talked to, she doesn't read reversals either. And so now I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to read reversals either. (laughs) Even though sometimes it's like blatantly yelling at me that, that's what that is.
1: You know, it, it's so funny because I had another conversation about reversals and why aren't there reversals. That's if you want to get tarot readers like, you know, fighting and fisticuffs or whatever, <laughs> mention reversals. I think if, if reading reversals resonates with you, go right ahead. I have not read using reversals in a very, very, very long time for two reasons the first was that like, when I started, I did read reversals, but what was happening, what I found that was happening with me when I was reading for myself, I would pull a spread and I would pull some reversals and I would focus solely on the reversals card. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Was it, uh, that's, that's upright. No, no. But what are they saying here? Because, you know, when we, when we, A lot of times when we do tarot, when we pull a tarot reading or we pull tarot cards, we're coming from a place of vulnerability and maybe there is something going on. And a lot of us are very, very hard on ourselves. And when we see that reversal, it's like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. What am I doing wrong? What is this reverse? And and that's why I was like, I don't know if I, you know, if I want to. I don't know if I need that. I'm hard enough on myself as it is. I don't need reversals to kind of, you know, kind of, you know, put put some frosting on the top of my, you know, on the top of that cake. So that's the first thing. The other thing is, you know, this the the the, the situations and the stories that I have encountered, and even in the book, they're not all black and white. They're not. Up you know right facing up or upside down, it's not really that simple, you know sometimes things can be things can be sideways, sometimes mm-hmm. things can be at a diagonal, so it's just for me I, life's complicated enough without you know w- w- without putting a reversal in there and something for you to try and figure out because it's gonna come out anyway in the reading if if mm-hmm. there's a quote unquote Reversed aspect or something you need to work on, it's going to come out no matter what. That's what I believe. If someone wants Mm -hmm. to use a reversal, go right ahead. I just don't. I I personally don't.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, I think that's a very interesting way of looking at it. And when you mentioned when we're sometimes pulling tarot, we're looking at some issue or problem. Mm -hmm. And then when we see that reversal, it's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Um, Yeah, makes total (laughs) sense. It makes total (laughs) sense. And so I'd love to know in your experience, have you noticed there being any kind of a change with the popularity of tarot in the in the last couple of years? I'm only now recently getting into it. So I really can't say because pretty much everyone I'm following on my social medias is curated specifically for my spiritual path at this point. So of course I'm sitting there thinking, yes, it's everywhere. I mean, it really might not, not might not be
1: everywhere. Like I think it is. What have you seen? Hmm. Well, it's sort of the it's it's the same with me. I mean, in in my tarot feed, um, my tarot account, yeah, I see a lot of tarot readers. I see a lot of of, of people using tarot. Um, I think social media has made it more has made the knowledge more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think social media has made especially the you know different types of artists who are reimagining tarot in their way i think that's a beautiful thing on the other hand i do think that with tarot now being so accessible and i think i think that's a wonderful thing there is sort of a with it being on social media it's it there's a youth culture that is very much mm-hmm. connected to it. That's not wrong. It's just that we need to understand that there are so many other people that have been reading tarot for decades and they may not be on Instagram. And maybe you can learn something from them by getting a book like the new minister guide. I mean, not to say that, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, I think depending merely on social media for your tarot education. it. I'm not sure if that would be, if that's the best thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Go and get 78 Degrees of Wisdom by Rachel Pollack. Go investigate all the books from from Rachel Pollack and Mary Kay Greer and Sheila Height and all of these, these elders, these tarot elders that are out there. Also, I think... Um, you know, you do have a a segment of tarot readers that say, you know, I don't need to learn what the tarot readings mean. I can just go on intuition and you do find a lot of them on social media. The only thing with that is I believe you have to learn the rules to break the rules. Hmm. And you may say, "Okay, I am going to use tarot in my particular way, but you may have a person who asks you a question and they want you to go deeper." into a card, what something means on a card. And if you have not learned about that particular card, you can't you can't answer their question. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that sort of, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but I think that's the change that's, there, there's a lot of, you know, I'm going to do this my way and that's great, but still do it your way, but at least look at the way that other folks have been doing it just so you can compare, just so you can mm-hmm. have a a, a, a a sound argument. You know, if you come to me, you know, and say, I want to read tarot my way, I don't care what other people are 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 saying or thinking you're doing, and I say, Okay, let's have a conversation. And then I start talking to you about, oh, I don't know, um, the columns and the high priestess or something like that. And you're looking at me like, huh, what are you talking about? How are we gonna have a conversation? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's 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 changing. But again, I want to make clear, I'm not saying a person should stick solely to the rote meanings of the card, but just learn them. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. you can't learn that only on Instagram. Right.
0: I'd also be interested to figure out from you, what are your thoughts on the different interpretations of the cards? Because you... We're saying that your first experience was with the Rider-Waite-Smith, and you just mentioned, you know, there's so many amazing artists out there, ones that are doing decks that are gender non-conforming, mm-hmm. decks that are, you know, comp- like all flowers. I mean, it, it's some stuff out there that's like, I feel like it's hard to to see the different um, symbols in some of these new decks, uh, and so I'd be interested to figure out, you know, what kind of decks are you still working with? Do you think people need to learn from the Rider-Waite-Smith at first in order to get all those different archetypes and all of those images?
1: I, you know, I think all of these decks are beautiful. I think I love botanical tarot decks. And I, um, one thing about the decks that don't have humans on them is that they make your, they, for me, they make my brain work in a different way. And I I think Mm -hmm. they make me be a better tarot reader. Now, I will say that if you were starting out, just to make life easy for yourself, Start with a writer, weight Smith deck with the quote unquote standard one because a lot of these artists that are doing decks are using the RWS deck as a jumping off point. But if you don't know that, you'll look at the deck and well, what do they mean by that? When they're actually honoring the tradition, it's just that since you're not mm-hmm. familiar with it, you, you're you're not going to know. And and that, mm-hmm. that's what I feel. Do I think you should just absolutely learn? It? I mean, you know. If you don't want to, that's fine. But understand, there may be a you may have a, a blind spot where you will have to go back and backtrack a little bit to, you know, figure out where these artists are coming from with their mm-hmm. wonderful, beautiful artworks. Even some of these botanical tarot decks, the flowers that they are using. When you get to the when you start reading about the flowers and and you know what these flowers do. They actually link back to the Rider Weight Smith mm. Rider Waite Smith descriptions. But if you haven't, mm. if you're not familiar with the deck, with the Rider Waite Smith, you don't know that.
0: Yeah. And in this book, you kind of have these pictures. And are these pictures the RWS? Yes.
1: And that that is okay. the standard Rider Smith, uh, Rider Waite Smith deck that I think even the designs now are in public. They're, they they're in public domain. And that's okay. the jumping off point. And, and, and I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee you like the, if you have a deck, a writer, like a deck from a particular artist and it is a writer, wait, Smith based deck. You may not even realize mm-hmm. that it is, but if you pull that card out from that deck and you hold, you kind of read with that chapter, you can say, oh, there is a connection. Mm-hmm. I do love that. I love that that's what's going on in
0: this book and some of the other books that I have too, because I have the Moonchild Tarot, which is what I mm-hmm. use. Um, and so many of the things are, I mean, it's definitely based on the RWS. Mm-hmm. Um, when can people get the book and where can they get the book? The
1: book is out actually now, today, as we are recording this podcast. It is available on Amazon, of course, uh, as an ebook, book uh, hard copy. But also you can get it from your independent bookseller. So contact your favorite mm-hmm. bookseller. Just tell them, hey, do you have this in stock? Do you have the new Tarot Guide in stock? If they don't, just ask them to order it. Uh, so it is available everywhere.
0: And how can people work with you, learn from you, get a reading from you? They can get a reading from me.
1: And let me say this because I don't know if you've noticed, there are a lot of spam accounts and scam accounts on Instagram. All right. So let me say this. The way you get a reading from me is to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. Go to StayWokeTarot.com, sign up for my newsletter, and then that's how I release slots. I make announcements to when I have uh, slots open, and then you just you you book a slot, and that's it. Um, but you have, you know, these scam accounts now on Instagram. One was Stay yeah. Wake Tarot or something like that, where they were going into people's DMs saying, Hey, you want a, you want a you know a reading from mm-hmm. Stay Wake Tarot? And then they take their money. So the way mm-hmm. to get in touch with me, to contact me, is to go to my website, staywoke and subscribe to my newsletter. Also, yes, I am on Instagram at Stay Woke Tarot, uh, also on Twitter. So wherever you see Stay Woke Tarot, on the interwebs, whatever way you want to call it, that's where that's where I am,
0: and I definitely encourage people to read the blog too because that was. I had a great time perusing that yesterday.
1: Thank you so much. For, because <laughs> You know what? I need to, I, I am a blogger by heart. I have been blogging since like the late nineties and I know I need to update my blog, but I'm, I'm more of a blogger than like a social media person. So now you have given me a spark <laughs> to go back to my blog and update it. So thank you for reading my long articles on my blog. <laughs>
0: You can definitely tell there's a journalist behind that blog, right? Oh,
1: God, yes, yes. I I put subheads, everything. (laughs) I love my blog. So thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Is there anything else you want to share either about the book or tarot in general um, that we didn't touch on today?
1: You know, I I think we've touched on most of it. All I, I would say is, you know, don't. Don't sell yourself short in terms of tarot. Say, "Oh, I could never do that," or "I could never memorize it," or whatever. Give it a shot. Buy, you know, buy the book, or you know, check it out from the library, and and see if you connect with it. Because I have a feeling that you will, and you you will probably find yourself in that book, at least in one of those stories. Mm-hmm. I definitely think I have
0: found myself more through tarot than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. And so I know this book is going to help me as well. Great. Great to hear it. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Roshunda. I really loved talking with her about how she interprets tarot and the way that she uses it in her life. And I cannot say enough about this book. I just love it. I really find that it is exactly what they say it is, a self-discovery guide to help you learn more about yourself through the act of pulling tarot cards. I will put links to Reshenda's website and her Instagram in the show notes below, as well as a link to the book so you can pick it up for yourself. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. If you have a question or if there's someone you'd love to hear on the podcast, send me an email at thelightwithinpodcast at gmail.com. The best way for you to continue supporting the podcast is by downloading episodes, rating it, leaving it a review, and sharing it with someone you love. Remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.